Hey, y'all out there. This is Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black and the Fourth Raikage. You're listening to The Night Nerd. Stay tuned because all kinds of good things will be happening. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. All week, we're celebrating witches, 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 witches. And because it's because this weekend, me and a group of friends are doing this cool wine tour, and I'll tell you all about it on the next show. But we're dressing up as the cast of Hocus Pocus, which is a cult classic. And because of that, you know, because of witches and things, we've looked at witches in video games and all the crazy ones, cool ones there, uh, TV and movies, you know, and how they're all over the place and how that big resurgence in, in the 90s and in comic books where you have good and bad witches, which it's kind of been something I've talked about all week is I consider a good witch like a sorceress, I guess. I always feel like witch is a is a negative term, but... I don't know. Through all this, though, talking about all these movies and everything, we haven't talked about Hocus Pocus. And that's what we're going to talk about today, the actual 1993 film Hocus Pocus and all of its awesomeness. Now, Hocus Pocus was originally released July 16th, 1993, which is just a weird, weird time to release a Halloween movie, you know. Uh, Surviving Christmas was released in October, and that was strange. But anyway, that's when it was released. It was written by a guy named Mike or Mick Garris, who also wrote um, the story to Batteries Not Included, to Critters 2, The Fly 2, and then he would do Hocus Pocus. And uh, that after that, that is about it. He did a Michael Jackson thing and a film called Writing the Bullet. Uh, on television, though, he kept working to where, I mean, he was a writer on, like, Fear Itself. He's been a director on so many things. I mean, going back to um, Tales from the Crypt to Masters of Science Fiction, Happy Town, Bag of Bones, Pretty Little Liars, Witches of East End, Shadowhunters, Dead of Summer. I did a few episodes of Once Upon a Time. So that kind of creepy fantasy it's where he hangs out and does does pretty well. It was directed by Kenny Ortega, who before that had a long career in choreography, and that's what else we do. Um, he choreographed St. Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dirty Dancing. Uh, he would he choreographed Hocus Pocus also and directed, and before that he directed and choreographed Newsies. They also do the choreography for Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, which is a just really fun movie. Um, same thing for Quest for Camelot. He was the director and choreographer for High School Musical 3. But on TV, he's been all over the place. He was chore- he choreographed and directed High School Musical 1 and 2, because those were on TV. The third one got the film release. He also did Cheetah Girls 2. Um, he did some episodes of Bunheads. He did all three Descendant movies and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp Again. 
that came out that was, you know, it was okay. He's also done a bunch of concerts and stuff. So the guy, I mean, he knows how to make things seem alive and put that energy in this stuff. And that comes across in Hocus Pocus a lot, I, I feel like. And especially when they are dancing or doing stuff. The film has an awesome, awesome cast. You have Bette Midler as Winifred, one of the Sanderson sisters. You have Kathy and Jimmy as Mary Sanderson and Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah Sanderson. And they just work so, so well together and they're a lot of fun. And they, to this day, you know, they often talk about how much they loved this film and this role and I think uh, Omri Katz was Max Dennison, the main kid, and he he's retired now, but he was on um, Erie, Indiana. He was on Dallas forever. He's was really, really big. Thora Birch was his sister, Danny Dennison, and she was, I mean, I'm trying to think, she's been all over the place, too, whether it was Purple People Eater way back in the day or Ghost World, to even um, the competition a couple of, uh, a couple of years ago, and then a bunch of TV. She's been on The Walking Dead. She's Gamma on The Walking Dead. So if you're like, oh wait, I know that name. That's where it's from. Then Vanessa Shaw was one of the other girls, and that's really where she got her big breakout was in Hocus Pocus, and she would go on to. She was also in Ladybugs. She's going to be in Eyes Wide Shut, The Hills Have Eyes, 40 Days and 40 Nights. And most recently, uh, she was did some episodes of Ray Donovan. So that may be where you recognize her from. So like I said, she's still working and doing stuff, which is cool. Thackeray Binks was the cat. The voice was Jason Martinson, who is just awesome. Like, if I could meet this guy... I totally would. He's seems really cool, and he's done everything. Whether it was Eddie Munster in The Monsters Today to uh, The Gummy Bears. He was Peter Pan in Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates, which is one of my favorite shows that nobody knows about. He was Max Goof in a Goofy movie, an extremely Goofy movie and everything. He was in Extreme Ghostbusters, Jungle Cubs. I mean, he was Step by Step. Full House. Um, he was one of the gorillas in Tarzan. He's been in Final Fantasy. He's Bart Allen in Young Justice. I mean, just all over the place. And that's... If you go and look at his filmography, you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, he was in Batman Gotham Knight, Secret Life of Pets, um, Star Trek. He was in Briscoe County Jr., which just makes it better and better and better and better. It's so cool. Sonic the Hedgehog, Marsupilami. I don't know if anybody remembers that show, but he was a young Clark Kent on Superman. He was Spunky Spencer on an episode of Batman the Animated Series. He was Donnie on Batman Beyond. Uh, he was Gear, the one of the main guys on Static Shock. Like I said, just all all sorts. I could sit here and just go on and on. Snapper Car. I don't know. Just really great. Doug Jones was Billy Butcherson, and Doug is somebody, a phenomenal actor, character 
slash like makeup actor. He's done a lot of cool things with Guillermo del Toro, uh, like Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, Crimson Peak, The Shape of Water. He's just fantastic. He's also the Silver Surfer. Um, just really, really cool guy. And I mean, I don't know him personally, but he's he's always oh, also on the new Star Trek. I forgot about that. That Star Trek Discovery. It was Mystery Men, Three Kings. I mean, you name it. He has been there, and he has done an awesome job, usually with a bunch of crazy prosthetics and makeup on him. So, and then the cast goes on, like, Gary and Penny Marshall are the master and the master's wife in a really fun scene. But the movie itself wasn't a huge hit when it came out. It had a budget of $28 million and did 39 at the box office. And some people report that it lost... Somewhere around sixteen and a half million dollars for Disney, and that's just crazy to me. I mean, when you think about how popular it is, to imagine that big of a loss is just insane. But it's aired all the time on Disney Channel and Freeform around this time of year, and the home, whether it's VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, I don't think it's on 4K yet, but. I could be could be wrong. It's always a huge, huge seller. Uh, people just love it. I mean, you see cosplay of it everywhere. And even Bette Midler dressed up as uh, reprised her character as Winifred in her 2015 tour. So it's, it's something that people love and has developed that that following if you're not too familiar with the plot if you're one of those people that's been under a rock for the past 26 years it starts in the film opens on halloween 1693 around salem so this is your witch trials and everything there's a guy named thackeray binks and he later going to be the cat but back then he was a human and he his sister gets kidnapped by the sanderson sisters because they're gonna use her to make themselves younger and you know help their immortality well he manages uh he, he tries to stop them and they turn him into this cat that black cat that he's gonna have to go through all time you know being immortal and knowing he couldn't save his sister but they end ended up finally the witches get caught and through some trickery they cast a spell on themselves where they can be resurrected and yeah that then they get hung fast forward 300 years to 1993 on halloween and max he just moved to salem from la so he's all oh you know things are cooler in california this place sucks but he meets this girl allison and kind of has a crush on her so he goes with her to the Sanderson Museum, their old cottage, because her conveniently her family owns it and runs the museum. And while he's in there, he lights this candle, which is what it takes for the Sanderson sisters to come back. And they come back and decide that they're going to get all the children in the town and you know be young forever. And they put the parents under a spell. And then they find... And then there's... The zombie shows up, blah, blah, blah. It just goes on. It, it's kind of convoluted-ish to explain, but you just really have to watch it. And, of course, at the end of it, 
everybody lives happily ever after and the witches get put down and that's all they they have to do so it's it's not bad um people love it my wife watched it twice in one night the other night we all had everybody out and we watched it and then she and one of our friends watched it again with the trivia track it's insane but like I said, over the years, it's just gained so much momentum. And if you go back and watch some of the documentaries about it and read about it, there's a lot that happened. I mean, um, before Bette Midler was on board, Cloris Leachman was supposed to be in there. Leonardo DiCaprio was offered the lead role, but he did Gilbert Grape instead. I mean, probably a, probably a good call for him. But so many cool behind the scenes stuff and you know when i talk about it gaining popularity and people loving it because it showed a million times if if you look at ratings over the years it consistently does like two and a half to three million viewers on tv that's you know for a non-sporting event and thing that's pretty huge for um cable television and stuff there are rumors of a sequel because so after the movie came out, they went back and retroactively wrote a book about it, they, you know, turned it into a book. And since then, they've written a sequel for it, too. So the material is out there. We'll see what happens. Uh, people, Doug Jones has talked about it. Tina Fey has talked about it. all these different people have talked about it. So maybe we'll see, you know, maybe in a few years we'll get to do Hocus Pocus 2 week. I don't know. Let me know. Who's your favorite character from Hocus Pocus? You can let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for The Night Nerd. You can even email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Ooh.